Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you like. 855-453 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And we give you all the features on the site. They're completely free. So head over there, enjoy them on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. You can actually control the content of the site. How many other talk shows let you do that? I don't know. Does any? Do any other talk shows? There's got to be one out there somewhere. Uh, Well, I would love to hear about it uh, because uh, we do it. And you can actually, uh, if you go to freetalklive.com, look down the front page. You'll see different numbered items. The numbers are votes, and the votes can be cast by you. And the items can be selected and added to the site by you as well. So maybe you find something online that you think is interesting, something fun, something serious, something important. Uh, You can submit it, and then other Free Talk Live listeners will be able to register whether they like or dislike the item you've submitted, and you get to vote on things as well. To vote, uh, most importantly, you can go to the Upcoming Stories page. Just click on Upcoming Stories right there from the front top area of the page, and that'll let you see all the fresh stuff that's been uploaded to the site uh, linked to within the last day or two or three. So, once again, go to freetalklive.com. You can get interactive there. Over the weekend, uh, on Saturday night, we... Well, we talked about talking about the post office, but we never actually got to Quite it. Quite a bit, actually, yeah. Uh, so now we should do that. But first, we're going to go to you and your thoughts. <laughs> Mr. Brian is on the line listening in Columbus. Mr. Brian, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. How you doing? Great. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, well, I just want to say that I am a longtime listener, and I also support you guys through the AMP program. Uh, oh, I, was listening, I was listening to the... Uh, to the podcast uh, uh, July 17th, and Derek J was on. And you guys were talking about uh, the business that uh, sold the Fourier, you know, the, the, uh, the, the ducks that are force-fed. Foie gras. Okay. Yes. Oh, foie gras. Thank you. I don't know mm-hmm. how to say it. Uh, but anyway, um, I was just I was listening to it, and I heard Derek J talking about um, how Basically, he was implying that it was okay for these ducks and geese to be tortured because they're mean and nasty. <laughs> and um, I was uh, this brings up a, a interesting point because I was, uh, you know, this was something I've been struggling with with uh, my ideas of freedom. Is that um, if we if we love the ideas of freedom, then we would agree that violence doesn't solve problems. Uh, I agree with so that. Yeah. Then, so then why is it okay to uh, initiate and use force against other animals? You know, it's a, okay, so <laughs> it's a whole new continent we're stepping on when, you, when we talk about this uh, particular issue. And I'm not saying that you're not right. I'm saying that it's going to change human existence if we start saying things like, look, um, you know, initiation of force is wrong against any living being as opposed to initiation of force is wrong against another human being. Right, right. And, yeah, I understand that. Because, I mean, I, I, when I built my house and I did build my house, um, uh, we, you know, there were there were little things living in the ground that probably got disturbed. Some of them probably got killed in the uh, digging of the hole to put in the, um, you know, the, 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 the block. So we're not just talking about, uh, you know, eating vegeta- vegan here. We're talking about living in caves. Uh, you're talking about uh, straining your, your milk through cheesecloth in order to get you're the microbes out. You're taking it to an extreme, oh, though, Mark. I'm only, why don't we just look at the cute animals, okay? Let's look at the, the, the animals with the, the googly eyes. The ones with spines? Uh, you prefer spines? Is that your thing? Let's, let's just look at that for a moment. Okay. Uh, how do you make restitution to your victim? 
if it's an animal. I mean, if the idea is that, uh, you know, that hurting animals is, uh, is morally wrong and that uh, it's a violation of the non-aggression principle and therefore, you know, we should put animals on the same pedestal as humans, then they should be, re- you know, receiving restitution if they're being wronged, right? Because that's what we advocate for other human beings. When a human being is wronged, that person should be restituted for their loss, at least as much as possible. Obviously, if you've lost a loved one in a you know, horrible murder or have been raped or something like that, it's hard to put a dollar tag on that. But uh, there should be some sort of restitution there. How do you make restitution to the animal or the animal's mother or the animal's uh, siblings? Well, it's difficult to do that because you can't. we can't communicate in the same way as we communicate with humans. We can't communicate, you know, we can't cross-communicate with animals. That's right. Uh, but we can... Um, I mean, we can uh, realize that animals are being hurt. Um, I mean, it, it doesn't take, you know, uh, a super genius to understand that if um, that these animals don't want to die, and especially yep. in the way that they die. Uh, so, well, I don't I, think know, they want to just... die at all. I mean, they're you know the right, right. Maybe they do. Maybe some animals have a concept of death, and maybe others just have the concept of the pain at the moment that the uh, the act is uh, is happening. Like, for instance, a dolphin or a monkey might be able to conceptualize its own uh, death. Mm. Uh, things maybe. Of, of a lesser stature. You'd be surprised how smart uh, you they're know, pretty dolphins smart. And monkeys but... are. Uh, one could argue dolphins are even smarter than uh, than humans. But anyway, that's another uh, issue. Look, I don't want to. I don't want to hurt animals. I mean, that's not my thing. I like animals, and I like to uh, to help them. You know, if I've owned them, uh, and I, I I hope people think I've taken good care of them. But when you start deciding what people can do with animals, then I agree with Mark. I don't you get think into a very scary area. I don't think he's down the um, going down the road that well, you know this should be outlawed in the same way. Well, that murder what should happen right. then? If you, if it's not well, going to be outlawed, yeah, I mean, then what? I mean, that's what, that's why I'm, I'm I'm just curious. I'm just asking these questions because it's you know I'm, I'm a type of person that's like you know I don't I don't want to initiate force, and you know does that apply? I know it applies to humans, but also, when you look out how, how animals are treated, you know, through the the way we get our food, um, it's just like morally wrong. And just the basic fact that, you know, these animals were forcing these animals to die um, just doesn't seem right to me. And it doesn't seem that uh, it's in line with the principle that I'm trying to, you know, to live by. Well, the principles that I, that I'm trying to live by only really have to do with other human beings because they're the only ones that can rep, uh, that can reciprocate. Uh, other human beings are the only ones who can look back at me and make an agreement with me. They're the only ones who can understand the agreements that we have. The lions, the tigers, and the bears would have no problem whatsoever eviscerating me. Uh, my own, even dog if you feed them. Cat. Like for instance, I've got this. Uh, I've got these pigs that I got re- a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, I'm feeding. I go out and feed them a couple of times a day. This this pig slop stuff that they love so much, and I'm trying to kind of get them, you know, a little more used to me. So I try to scratch them on their heads or whatever, and uh, one of them seems to take it just fine. He doesn't uh, have a problem with it, but the other one, um, you know, he's he's a little skittish and uh yesterday or today he he sort of reached up and tried to he made a noise and tried to bite me or or something like that oh, i wow. mean he made a noise at me and it felt like biting so i got i got kind of scared now i mean here's a pig that i'm going out and i'm feeding every single day of course i'm keeping him in a pen um and uh, you know i mean he can't even reciprocate enough to let me scratch him on the head so you know like they really don't yeah. get reciprocity well i guess don't get it in the in the way we 
understand it. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, animals have no way of communicating between them. And I, like I said, we won't understand how they, they uh, communicate, but uh, I don't know. I was just, I was just Well, we're curious. getting there, actually. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to uh, monkeys and dolphins, we are actually, uh, yeah. humans are making progress on communicating uh, with these animals. So there is some of that uh, I've got to say, I've struggled with the same issue that you've got. I mean, it, I, I, it's, I think it's an so issue you, of you, aesthetics and how it appears right, right. as opposed to an I, issue I, of morality. Mark, you, uh, you, don't you, like, raise or don't you do something with chickens on your... Property as We've well. processed all the chickens at this point. There are no chickens. <laughs> you mean you've killed them? Killed them and ate yeah. them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, and, you know, if you look at back at, uh, you know, like ancient uh, civilizations or even somewhat old civilizations, you know, a lot of times they will say a prayer, for instance, before they slaughter an animal. I uh, do this Thanking too. God for the animal <laughs> well, uh, being there to I try to communicate them. with the, the chicken before I slit its little throat. And I try to do it in a way that, uh, <laughs> you know, is, I, I, you know, I mean, it's, it's just aesthetics. It's all it comes down to is how's it look? How's it feel to you? And that's how I'm trying to, to make it seem. Right. Are you sorry that you're killing the animal or do you get pleasure from it that's i think an i'd like the question. meat and not to have to kill the animal at the same time mr brian if you have more thoughts you're welcome to stick with us uh, also if you have a uh, question or issue you know you'd like to expound on this i'd love to hear your viewpoint you know should this be something that people approach differently 855-453 not necessarily should it be outlawed but should people be ostracized for doing this or what do you think 855-453 you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great it's the realtor mark warden do you want a home with 20 acres a lakeside cabin any takers for renters buyers and sellers too mark warden is the guy for you porcupinerealestate.com this is free talk live you can bring up anything you want toll free number here tonight 855-450-FREE that's 1-855-450-3733 still to come the dismal future of the post office it is uh, teetering on the brink of total financial uh, disaster and we can talk more about that but uh, we actually started out talking about animal rights due to a caller that we have on the line 855-453 we'll continue with that in a moment if you're thinking about starting a business here's a word to the wise incorporate at legalzoom.com incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that could wipe you out legalzoom.com is fast and easy they do all kinds of legal documents there patents wills, trademarks, LLCs, living trusts, whatever you need. I did a will there and it was it was fast and easy. You can save $10 off your order with coupon code FTL at legalzoom.com. It's coupon code F- FTL at legalzoom.com. All right, so we've been talking about animals and whether or not uh, you know they're on the same level as human beings as far as should they be afforded the same sorts of uh, protections from aggression uh, for instance and obviously you know, I think that, uh, and, and I'm glad, Mr. Brian uh, from Columbus, you agree with us here that uh, that essentially the law should not be brought in to to change this situation, right? Well, I don't know if I necessarily agree. I think that's uh, something we need to talk about. Is that if if we're talking about law, then obviously uh, 
the the idea is that animals are property, right? So when you when you talk about property, you know, you we don't want to violate property rights. But it's like, is that really? Is that moral? Is that, is that, right. Some is that people right? don't believe that animals uh, should be property. They believe that it is inhumane to uh, keep any sort of animal, whether a goldfish in a tank or a cat in a house or whatever. Uh, I think that it is immoral to uh, keep as property one particular type of animal, and that's Homo sapien. Um, you know, so how far does one go down this particular list? You you keep a four-year-old Homo sapien at your house. Pretty much. Uh, you're right. I mean, you know, an adult one, I guess, is where I'm at. Uh, mm-hmm. he, you're right. He's absolutely not able to leave uh, and, and travel about of his own accord. Right. And actually, some animals wouldn't even live if it weren't for the taking care of them in this way. Like, for instance, uh, Mark, you, your son is an example as far as homo, homo, homo sapiens. But there was a lady uh, that was up here for a little while with a very small dog. And this dog is so small. It's a chihuahua. Like, it doesn't seem like this dog could survive. It doesn't have a, a chance against a rat. Right. Uh, so this dog would not be alive. It, it would not even exist. The, the entire species would not even exist were it not for humans taking care of them. So that's, you know, that's true, but they're also not these dogs, and they're also not being raised to be killed. I mean, they're not being kept as pets. True, but we're only talking about a difference in degrees here, right? So you might be fine with the idea of animals being property. I'm only pointing out there are people who don't think that's if fine. If they have the right to life. Mr. Bryan, then they have the right to everything else. Um, if they've got the right to self-actualization, then I can't stop them from running out the door um, and those kind of things. Also, do they respect the rights of life when it comes to other animals? And most animals I've had have no concept of the right to life of other animals. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, okay. it, these are just these are just t- tough things, and I've struggled with them myself. I I can only come down on the side of practicality and that... I guess animals don't have rights. I think there is only one answer here. I think that the market needs to decide how these things should be handled. And if you look, there are things happening in this direction where, uh, you know, the free-range chickens have become more popular. Yeah. Different slaughtering methods have become, uh, you know, more, I guess, appropriate in the marketplace. And so people are so – consumers are out there saying, hey, you know, it's important to us. Yeah, we're not going to stop eating chickens, but it's important to us how they're killed. Uh, and, you know, yeah, we're not going to stop drinking milk or, or eating beef, but it's important to us that the animals have a better life uh, before they are uh, slaughtered. And I think that's moving in, uh, moving things in, you know, the right direction. Until we get lab-grown meat, right? There you go. Mr. Brian, any other <laughs> thoughts? You, Mark, uh, no, Mark, you made a good point, is that the question, do animals have rights? And that's think, uh, I think that's something that, you know, we should think about. Um, you I know, agree. You know, free people. But I appreciate, I appreciate your time, thoughts. Guys. Thank you, Mr. Thank Brian. You. Thank you for the call tonight. 855-450-FREE. Do animals have rights? And and I say, in most cases, it's that's a firm no, simply because there's no evidence that they can understand that we also have rights. Without the reciprocity, you can't have the idea of rights. Because rights, in my opinion, are just an idea. They don't actually exist. You can't point to a right. It doesn't, you know, float out there in, uh, in the, you know, the. It doesn't have mass. You know, it's just an idea, and it's a darn good idea. Rights are a good idea for humans to, uh, to help us interact with one another, to help us respect each other, to get along better, to build um, more functional societies when we respect each other's rights. So it's a good idea for humans. If well, an animal could show it had a concept of rights and could respect 
rights reciprocally, then the animal should also be um, have rights, I think. We've yet to see that. We may see that happen someday, like with dolphins or, you know, or monkeys, uh, perhaps, maybe even pigs. I mean, some of the smartest animals, animals that we've had. But at this point, one of the tastiest, too. We've had, uh, you know, <laughs> this is true. Uh, we, you know, I hear humans taste a lot like pigs. There are now. I have not heard that, but that's no, very they, interesting. They, they were, uh, cannibals will. I've. I, this is things you read. I do not know. Yeah. Uh, cannibals will refer to humans as long pig. Well, if you ever have a heart attack out in your uh, pig farm, uh, Mark, and your uh, family's out for the the week then the pig might get to find out what you taste like because they're probably going to eat you. They might just, yeah. yeah. I've heard they they can chomp up a body real nice. Yep, yep. So uh, 855-450-FREE, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You know, there are a lot of different perspectives on this. I feel like we've covered a bunch of them, but I doubt that we've covered them all. So if you feel like there's something that you need to add to this conversation, by all means, uh, 855-450-FREE. Because, uh, you know, animals benefit from humans taking care of them on one hand in that it helps proliferate them. Uh, For instance, if you look at animals that are prohibited, from being owned, like uh, for instance, elephants in some a lot of a lot of Africa, uh, they are poached. There are these people that will go around and kill them and and you know harvest as much uh, of them as they possibly can and then sell their product on the black market, uh, like ivory, for instance. And uh, that actually contributes the the prohibition of the owning of the elephants actually contributes to the extinction of the ele- uh, the elephants. Sure. I mean and, because people can't get what they want of value from the animals by raising them, they're going to go out and get the free ones. Whereas in the countries yeah. where they have the you know the the ones that are <laughs> the ones that are in captivity, you know, for the tourists to see, to see and that kind of thing and and people can raise them, they have a much better population. Right. Or the ones that are on a farm for the purpose of uh, of you know having being harvested. Uh, that ensures the success of that species. It's and one thing, cows aren't going anywhere. Chickens aren't going anywhere. No, very popular you know? species, and it's because people want them. But you, you've seen things like furs become unpopular, very unpopular these days. I mean, furs used to be a big deal. I remember rich people would wear long fur coats. Like a hundred years ago, or whatever. No, I'm talking about when I was a kid. Oh, really? It wasn't that uncommon. Uh, you know, for women would have a fur, and you know now. Yeah, furs aren't popular at all. The same thing could be said with ivory if that's what people wanted to do, but instead they've got a whole different set of rules. So again, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Your thoughts? Welcome on animal rights. It's also interesting, or the idea of animal rights. I don't think rights uh, actually exist until an animal can reciprocate. I don't think they have rights. 855-453. That doesn't mean I don't care about them. That doesn't mean I don't want them to succeed. I don't want them to be happy. 855-453. You take control here. This is Free Talk Live. Also, still to come, the post office. It's failing, but you already knew that. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, You can spend them at SpendBitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.SpendBitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. This is Free 
Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free here, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are there. And those features include the webcam. You can watch, listen, and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners as the chat room is built into the same page. It's all free, by the way, so go to cam.freetalklive.com to enjoy that feature. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Bitcoins are the new internet currency. They are a digital currency that you can send and receive without being charged any fees by any governments or any banking agencies or anything like that. Um, You're in complete control of your money. It's mathematically impossible for someone to counterfeit bitcoins or to uh, for any length of time or for them to, you know, get in control of your account or anything like that. And recently I had an email come in um, questioning the statement that it's mathematically impossible for bitcoins to be inflated. And this is sort of true and sort of not true. Inflation usually refers to somebody artificially inflating a currency. Now, bitcoins are inflated on a regular basis in that there's an infusion of bitcoins. I think it's 50 bitcoins every few days or something like that through the mining process. And in the same way that gold is inflated when people find new gold in the ground, Mm -hmm. it's not inflated in the way that Ben Bernanke um, of the Federal Reserve decides, you know, we need some more money and we need money to be more, uh, you know, liquid in the marketplace. So we're going to create some new currency. No one inflates bitcoins, although bitcoins are sort of, uh, you know, formulaically being inflated over time. There's a set amount of them, though. There's a, a total maximum. of 21 million. Right. So there's a maximum. But that won't happen until like 2100 something. Really? What? How many are there right now? Do you know? I don't, I, I don't know. The so answer. there's a certain number that are out there in circulation now. And between now and 21 million, people will actually have to go through a mining process in order to unearth the bitcoins into circulation. Yeah, but the mining process is easier or harder depending on how many people are mining. And ah, really? how many bitcoins you get, it depends on how many people are mining. So I've looked into the mining thing, and it's not worth it. Like you don't make you an, have to any build money. A, the it. proper rig. Um, you, you don't know. even make any money, though. I mean, just the amount of money that you're spending on the power, uh, the, the CPU time. People are making money on it. Really? Yes. I guess I haven't looked into it then in a while. Yeah. Well, they, you were looking at it back when they were two dollars or something a piece. Um, but good point. So anyway, um, yeah, they're they're being inflated, but they're in being inflated on a regular dribs and drabs kind of basis in order for it, it has much much to do. I believe I don't know. I haven't been told this, but I have it. I believe it has to do with the, you know, uh, people becoming used to it and using it, um, and that's why they want to, you know, they don't want to put all twenty one million right out there mm-hmm. from the get go. So they want, you know, to let the uh, currency. Uh, you know, go and about its course as they uh, slowly increase it. Anyway, you can find out more about Bitcoins by going to weusecoins.org. You can get your Bitcoins by going to bitinstant.com. Ian, you did it recently? I did, actually. I just wanted to try it because, I mean, we're fortunate, Mark, that people have bought advertising uh, with us with Bitcoin. So we have Bitcoins. But for the average person who's just getting started with Bitcoin, uh, you don't you know, you know, don't download the Bitcoin program and it comes with a bunch of free money. No, it so doesn't. So you've got to get some Bitcoins and BitInstant.com does make it easy. Any place that has Western Union, which for me, it's the CVS on the corner. I mean, it's literally a, a short walk to get uh, bitcoins and uh, and they were in my bitcoin wallet before i got home that quick huh so yeah. you set it up you walked over there you did it you came back and they were here right the most time consuming process was getting to the the store and using the western union phone thing to punch some numbers in and then going and paying paying for it at the cash register i mean 
within a half an hour, you can have bitcoins for sure. So you'd probably want to buy larger amounts rather than going and doing small amounts. I would think that would make sense because un- while when you get bitcoins, uh, or excuse me, when if I were to send you bitcoins, Mark, there'd be no fee. There's no fee to send bitcoins all over the internet. Nobody's collecting on that process. But in order to transfer one form of currency into bitcoins, somebody's got to make a cut, right? So that cashier had to get sure, a little people, bit of money. CBS anytime, had to get a little bit. Anytime any, you transfer one currency into another um, at the currency exchange, you're going to pay some money. But from what I'm told by the guys at uh, BitInstant.com, if you do go and do it at a bank as opposed to, say, Western Union, the fee is only going to be hit. Uh, you're only going to be hit with a fee from BitInstant because they take a you know like a 3.99 percent uh, off the top. And but if so, you use Western Union, you'll, but if you use Western Union, there's a 3.99 percent, and then there's the Western Union fee on top of that. So yeah, so, bank sounds like the way the, to go. The more that you can put in there uh, at the same time, the better off you're you're going to be. But from what I'm told, you can go to a bank. Even if you don't have an account and oh, yeah. still use the bank, I did it at a bank that I I did it through Crypto Exchange when they were um, you know we were working with them, um, and I did it at a bank that I didn't have an account at. Yeah, it's great stuff. It's fast and easy. All right, so eight five five four fifty free. Now, uh, of course, Bitcoin very uh, futuristic, very state of the art, very now. Uh, post office very seventeen hundreds. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're not going to likely last for much longer. They certainly wouldn't last uh, this long had they not been government-funded and government-backed. They've got um, some um, ads on CNN that are playing that's saying, tell your congressman that the post office should not be tied down with these kind of payments that other businesses don't have to pay. Now, what they don't say is the kind of payments they're talking about is employees' health care payments. <laughs> yeah, pension payments, uh, essentially. Future, uh, you know, pension payments. So they don't want to say that. And, the, you know, the fact that they wouldn't tell you what kind of payments that they were being bogged down with, I found to be uh, kind of uh, disingenuous. But, you know, I have no problem with the post office running its business any way it wants. I have a problem with it being connected with the United States government. I have a problem with it getting low rents from um, you know the government and government buildings. Yeah. I have a problem with it having a monopoly on first-class mail. I have a p- problem with it claiming ownership of the box out in front of my house. I have a pr- if it put up a box into which it delivered things like the newspaper does. You know the newspaper; it's got its name on the side of the box. Okay, that's your box. Fine. I won't have another newspaper delivered into that box. That mm-hmm. seems fair. But if I go out and buy a plastic box that says newspaper on the side, then gosh darn it, that's my box and I can have any newspaper I want shoved into sure it. Enough. So the idea that the post office, when I buy a box that says U.S. Mail at uh, you know the local hardware store and I stick it on a stick out in front of my house, suddenly it becomes the property of the U.S. Postal Service and then I, no one can put anything in it. It's a federal crime to put anything right. in that thing. If I want to go to a friend's house, drop off a key in their post office, I've committed a crime. Yeah, I remember walking around uh, my neighborhood. The first time I found out about this, I probably wasn't much older than 12. I was walking around with some sort of flyer for the neighbors. I don't know what it was, promoting a yard sale or neighborhood sale or whatever and i was putting them in people's mailboxes there was some uh folks sitting out in their front yard who were very concerned about me doing that that uh what what are you doing you can't be putting things in the mailbox i was appalled by that i just could not understand it just seemed so silly it is it is really silly i mean there's a box out in front of your house the correspondence comes in right and i can't put correspondence in that box it's not like you know i mean you have to pay your vig to the post office in order to get your junk mail in the box is the idea when's the last time anyone was arrested for that 
I don't know, but it's uh, it's it's a ludicrous thing. Likely they'd uh, hassle you if you had some kind of business and you and were, we're doing using that on a regular regularly. basis. Yeah. Um, you know that's why a lot of the restaurants will uh, have door hangers and things like that. So they hang it on your door rather than putting it in your uh, in your box. But that's all the post office is anymore. All it is anymore is a direct mail service. It is an ad venue. They give a better rate to the companies that sell pizzas and car washes than they do to you Mm -hmm. to send stuff. Does that seem right to you? I mean, you write a handwritten letter to Grandma, and it's 47 cents or whatever it costs to send a letter. It's been so long since I bought a stamp for anything, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Um, it's 47 cents for you to send it. But these other places, they get the bulk deal. You're subsidizing them to some extent. And then the idea that if I want to send a letter across town, it costs the same as if I want to send it across the continent. What kind of mixed up, stupid business plan is that? Well, as I had said earlier in the segment, the post office probably wouldn't exist today had they not been connected to the government. But what I meant was the post office in its current uh, current form, because had they not actually been connected to the government to where they could just beg for bailouts and have the you know the feds pay for all their pension plans and everything like that and get all the free rent that you mentioned earlier. They would have had to have changed their business plan. And then maybe if they changed their business plan or their business model, they could have survived to today as a market-based entity. But they've never had to actually do that. They brag all the time about how independent they are from the government, but it's not true. 855 a lot of ways they're not. 450 free. That's 1-855-450-3733. So we'll get to some detail on what's happening with the post office here in moments. And you can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And joining you tonight here, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Julia, a little late, but better late than never. You've got a busy week, and uh, thanks for coming in here tonight. We're talking about the post office, just to bring you and everybody else up to speed. Uh, just Actually, we've just been talking generally about the post office in the last segment. Now we'll get you the news about what's happening with them, according to the Wall Street Journal, WSJ.com. While lawmakers continue to fight over how to fix the ailing postal service, by the way, they've I guess been fighting over this for a couple of years because the story has been the same on the post office for quite a while now. They've just been kind of teetering on the brink of financial collapse uh, every time we check in with uh, the post office. And <laughs> something must happen at the federal level to kind of extend well, the uh, the length of their survival. As I understand, the Constitution requires that we have post roads that the post office actually isn't doesn't necessarily isn't constitutionally mandated maybe i'm wrong on this one but this is my i think you're wrong on that. my understanding of it and just because there's a post office doesn't the constitution doesn't state what that means so the That's post true. road could be a quarter mile long with one post office on it at the end yeah <laughs> if 
that's what was required by the Constitution. So, you know, I mean, to, to suggest that, the, that we're stuck in this postal situation the way it is, is seems ludicrous to me. Also, if you want to... Well, they're fix- stuck in, in it because, I mean, the post office, as I understand it, has more or darn close to the same amount of employees as, like, the U.S. military, or the, at least the Army, I think. And uh, there's a huge amount of government workers there, and they're all unionized. And well, they- they've they've kind of handled that. They now have these sort of temporary uh, postal workers that you know the ones that go around the contractors. Yeah, the go the contractors, and you know they they don't get quite they don't get anywhere near the same sweet sweet deal that the the postal employees get. And so they you know they. The what you do is you keep hiring these contractors. You wait for the postal service people to uh, to retire. You figure out some kind of uh, plan to deal with it because I mean, there's no way to get yourself out of this uh, this situation with the union. I mean, only the federal government could fire these people by cutting out. Uh, you know, I mean, the post office is stuck. They're stuck. They can't run a business this way. So, uh, according to the uh, Wikipedia article here about Article One of the Constitution. It just says that they may establish post offices and post roads. Hmm. So I don't believe there's any kind of actual mandate that they do that. Okay. So, you know, why why do we have this weird agency because that's that delivers way, that's the way packages? Yeah, that's what that's the only reason. I mean, UPS and Federal Express, these agencies can deliver things just fine. Better. They can they're do, guaranteed, they're insured, they're trackable. Yeah, right. Have you ever tried to use the post office's tracking system? It's irritating. It's pathetic. It's irritating. It's so sad. I mean, why, like, why is it irritating? Well, it just tells you whether or not the package has delivered. So basically, when it's been sent out, it says it's been sent out from this facility. And then the entire time that it's in transit, it says nothing. Yeah, you have no idea. And then what's when happening. it gets there, which you would likely already know, it tells you that it got there. Whereas with uh, FedEx or UPS, you know the exact hour and minute that the package arrived at the facility. Right. And they project what day it's yeah. going to be there. They do all kinds of stuff. I think I went in once to the post office, and I believe it was priority mail. There's fine print on the the amount of time that basically says there's no guarantee that this is going to be here in this many days. Yeah, right. You can right. pay for that many days, but there's no guarantees. The Postal Service repeated on Wednesday that without congressional action, it will default. A first in its long history, said the spokes bureaucrat, on a legally required annual $5.5 billion payment due August 1st into a health benefits fund for future retirees. Action Congress isn't likely... Uh, Action in Congress isn't likely as the House prepares to leave for its August recess. The agency said a default on the payment for 2011 wouldn't directly affect service or its ability to pay employees and suppliers. But these ongoing liquidity issues, they said, unnecessarily un- undermine confidence in the viability of the Postal Service among our customers. I wonder what their, uh, you know, the confidence level is like right now of people in the, vi- uh, the viability of the Postal Service. I don't know what the viability is, but I generally feel like if I send a letter, it's going to get there. Sure, that much is true, but as far the as the reason future, I don't use uh, the po- UPS and FedEx is because they cost so much. Well, because you can't, they they can't compete under a dollar. That's you mentioned briefly, and we didn't explain it 
earlier that there's a monopoly on first-class mail. That means that if you were to start some kind of a business that were, you know, was to take mail from one point to another for less than a dollar, then you would be in violation of that particular uh, provision. They could arrest you for that. In fact, that's why they went after Lysander Spooner back in, was it the late 1700s or 1800s? It was the 1800s. Yeah, 1800s. I can't imagine that that won't fade away very shortly because how many letters do you send these days? Not very many. I mean, bills and bills stuff come. are all, yeah. sometimes they come, but I get every bill I can online. We send some bumper stickers out. Okay. So there's bumper stickers. Yeah, you can get a but free bumper sticker. For the most part, promote. you're not really sending many letters out. So I, nope. I just nope. can't imagine that this isn't going to be phased out similarly like um, the phone company. But they have I, I'm to always pass. afraid of phasing when it comes to the government, though, because I mean, the government didn't phase out that tax on cell phones from the Spanish-American War very, very well. They just kept it around. It's not my suggestion to phase it out. I would like I've it just, to go away tomorrow. But just they're so going to have clear, to but... abolish that law. Whatever that law is that you know determines that d- doing first-class mail is a crime, that will have to be eliminated. How did they do it with the phone company? They actually did change the regulatory monopoly, structure. Yeah. yeah, they did. So something work. similar would have to happen, basically. It would. Right? And I suppose if the post office were to the point where, all right, well, we're going to just have to shut down here soon, that uh, you'd probably see something like that happen. The one solution they've got is, uh, you know, at this point, look, just do three days a week. Really? I mean, you're talking need, about it. You need six day a week postal service. Do Monday, Wednesday and Friday in some addresses. Do Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday and other addresses. Cut your amount. Cut all the contracts contractor employees out because you can actually fire them. I understand you'd rather get rid of the union employees because they're a, a larger financial burden and probably not nearly as motivated to work, but whatever. I don't, you know, I'm just I'm just coming up with fast and easy solutions here and that's one of them. There's no reason that I need pizza coupons every day of the week. I just need them 3 days a week, okay? Most everyone agrees the postal <laughs> service that's, that's it. That's all they do. I know, it's the most <laughs> irritating thing I think about the post office is the fact that they sell your information and you just get jobs. <laughs> they just bombard you. I don't have a post office box at my house, um, and I, you know, I purchase a private mailbox. And they, for whatever reason, they don't go after these people with the private mailboxes. So I don't get the junk mail for the car washes and the post. You know, you're right about that. They never put that stuff in the private mailboxes. Yeah, I mean, I get other junk mail from you know because I'm. I've been interested in the Republican Party or whatever. You know, Mitt Romney's sending me something every week asking Ew. me for money. Well, it's not like I'm giving it to him. I would call him and t- ask to be taken off their list. I don't have that kind of time, dude. Most everyone agrees the Postal Service needs an overhaul and had a loss of, well, um, Mark, you either spend the time to cycle through all that mail and throw it away, or you can make a call and make it stop coming. I never have to spend walk, the time throwing it away. I look through the mail as I'm walking to the door. I drop it in the recycling. I'm out of there. <laughs> It adds up. It has a loss of $3.2 billion in the second quarter of this fiscal year. $3.2 billion in just the second quarter. And they can't make this $5.5 billion uh, health care uh, payment, this pension payment, essentially. So there, this isn't going to be the first and certainly not going to be the last. It's not the first. It's not the last time they're going to be in this difficulty. It's only going to get worse because if you look at the numbers of uh, actual mail they're carrying, it's going down as well because of what you pointed out, Julia, that people are sending emails. I mean, the, the post office is an anachronism almost. Almost. You know, it's something that uh, exists today that really probably shouldn't, at least not in its current form.
Uh, no, not at all. No, yeah. there's no innovation with the Postal Service. I mean, at least they're not riding horses around still. <laughs> that might actually save them. I don't know, man. That might save them some money. Well, you're talking about saving them money, and I think it's important to point out that the problem is they're not making any sort of cuts with the employees. Like what you suggested, Mark, delivering it three days, that's fine, well, and good. But if they're going to continue to pay the post office workers and not fire them like they did when they shut some of the buildings down, then it does no good. Right. Yeah. If all the employees are on salary, then what, what good is cutting the days they work? Because they're still making the same amount of money. Right. I suggested getting rid of the contract employees, which are you know a good number of post. Why wouldn't employees? you want to get rid of the salaried employees? Because you can't get rid of the union employees. That's a problem. Well, I, all I'm saying is I'm trying to come up with fast, easy solutions here, and an easy solution is to fire somebody that's easy to fire rather than somebody that you're contractually obligated to keep around. The agency blames factors including declining mail volumes and the unusual 2006 mandate that it annually sets aside billions for future retirees. By the way, all these people could get, when the, the federal government allows competition in first-class mail, all these people would get rehired by Federal Express and UPS to actually do this job. Yeah, for sure. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can take control. Hour number two is next. Your thoughts on the post office or whatever you want are welcome. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love, but make sure you give three bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. We give you a lot of features on the site. They are free, and you can go over there and actually control the content as well. So the stuff you see on the front page was put there by listeners just like you. You can go and submit your own items and vote on them as well. Vote them up, vote them down. The most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the site. Now, where do they come from before they get to the front page? They come from the Upcoming Stories queue. You can click Upcoming Stories right from the front page of freetalklive.com, and it'll show you all the fresh stuff that's been uploaded to the site within the last couple days. So go to freetalklive.com, get interactive there. Here with you this evening, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. By the way, I want to welcome our brand newest affiliates, The Big Talker FM in Wilmington, North Carolina. It's actually a, it's a simulcast, so they've got a couple of different uh, FM stations there. And so Nice to be on the FM dial? It is always nice to be on the FM dial, but it's nice to have some new people on board with the program here tonight. Now, for those of you, uh, you've been listening maybe since uh, 7 o'clock because they're taking our show live, which is great. Okay, awesome. Uh, all three hours per, uh, per night, weeknights live. We're replacing the, – the Big Talkers gone through a major programming shakeup, apparently. They've uh, replaced a number of shows, and Free Talk Live was one of the shows they chose to replace their, uh, their old lineup with. And so if you tuned in tonight expecting to hear Mark Levin, ah! you've been sorely disappointed or maybe shockingly surprised or maybe you feel great about what you're hearing uh, tonight. You're welcome to share your thoughts at 855-450-FREE because we're not like 
that other show. Yeah, it's going to take a few weeks to really figure out what Free Talk Live is about. There's not another radio program out there in the world like Free Talk Live, at least you know being broadcast on regular radio. We take the issues rather than from like the Democrat and Republican paradigm. We take them all from the pro-liberty standpoint. We believe that the, the best solutions to problems involve peace, freedom, and personal responsibility. Absolutely. And we love to hear what you think about uh, various different issues and, and even about things we're not talking about. We'll always come to the, the show with stuff to discuss. Uh, but if you have something that's on your mind, that's burning, you want to get it off, you want to talk to our listenership, you're welcome to do so anytime you'd like at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. So welcome to everybody listening in the uh, the Cape Fear region, actually, of North Carolina. So we'll continue here uh, discussing the Postal Service for a little bit and then coming up a bush that is an unusual shape and f- some may find offensive. Uh, we'll get to that. But first, uh, there's news about the Postal Service. They owe approximately $5.5 billion to make a payment, just a payment, into their 2012 retiree uh, health fund. And so apparently they're going to miss that payment unless Congress does something by August 1st because that's when the payment is due. According to the piece over at the Wall Street Journal, it's likely Congress is not going to do anything because they're – It's vacation time. Right. It's time for a break uh, for them. So maybe they'll do something later on this year to try to bail them out again. But how many times can they do this and how far will they go with it? They just keep printing the money. Well, that's true. Because this isn't a state-run organization, it's a federal government-run organization, therefore they do have the benefit of being able to essentially print themselves to success, to continue their operations at a loss every single quarter. Uh, they just lost $3.2 billion in the last quarter. Mail is down. They have all kinds of mandates that uh, that are placed upon them, and they've got this huge liability when it comes to paying their staff and Mail pension. isn't going to go up either. People no. aren't going to start using the mail service again. Oh, I can't wait to, you know, send this letter and let it get there days and days later. I mean, it just <laughs> it's for sending packages on eBay anymore. That's it. So according to the story here, the Senate has passed legislation to overhaul the agency, but the House says it doesn't expect to take up its own proposal until after August. The two sides remain far apart. Senators voted in April on a bipartisan basis for legislation that largely shores up the agency's finances by returning an estimated $10.9 billion overpayment made into the federal employee pension system. The legislation limits the agency's ability to close postal branches and stop Saturday delivery. So I guess they're just they're saying, oh, oh, you can't not deliver on Saturdays and close all these branches here. We'll just give you some more money. So they're not talking about any kind of overhaul. They're not talking about anything that's going to fundamentally change the way the business operates or separates them further from dependence on the federal government. Nope, they're just, you know, squeezing some more out of their big federal teeth. That, I'm afraid, is the only hope. For the post office. The only hope for the post office is to get away from the federal government. And then they can attempt to make it all happen. You know, whatever, you know, deliver their packages, do whatever, find the pricing structure that makes sense. Because I'll tell you, what doesn't make sense is delivering mail the same cost across town as it does across the country. It's ludicrous that 
the post office is going to spend is going to charge me the same amount of money to send a letter to my next door neighbor as it does to send a letter to somebody in Anchorage. Right. What's the actual cost of that? I mean, what is the actual cost of sending a letter from here to you know New Hampshire, where we are, to uh, New to Anchorage, Alaska? What is the actual cost? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, they're moving such bulk right. that they may very well be able to make it at uh, forty cents. But the fact that I'm getting charged forty something cents to deliver next door doesn't make any sense either. Well, and the prices don't really fluctuate appropriately. Like when gas goes up and products from far away come in, you'll see a spike in the product yep, price true. and then you'll see it go back down. I remember once um, there was uh, something in Florida with tomatoes and the price of tomatoes went really far up mm-hmm. for some reason. And with the post office, it just kind of slowly goes up over time, but it's not actually reflecting any sort of market cues. No, they can't. Uh, they can't raise the rates without asking Congress for a rate increase. And that's I, their single biggest problem is the Congress. It's <laughs> it's all has to do with being involved with the government. Right. I mean, when was the last time you heard about the efficient government agency? Well, well it'd be like Well, I was just going to say UPS is a union, so it's not just the, the unions that's a problem, it really true. is the connection to the government. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime you have uh, the centralization factor, you've got inefficiency. If I have to, if Mark, you know, if you're doing sales for this uh, this radio program, and I am, uh, and you have to come to me every time you want to make a phone call to a new potential client, it would completely block your ability to do your job effectively. I just wouldn't bother anymore. Right. Uh, and so, you know, these guys literally have to go to Congress to beg them for some kind of a change to their business in order to be able to continue doing business in a way that's going to keep them alive. Or in this case, to beg them for some sort of a bailout so they can continue doing business in the same old fashion, which is apparently what the plan is from the Senate. But, of course, then the Congress has to debate whether or not, uh, you know, what to do here. And they don't necessarily agree. They'd so you're lucky if they debate it. <laughs> right. Like, you know, it's not exactly uh, an, an instant answer when it comes to talking to Congress. It could take a year or two or whatever for them to actually make a move well it doesn't make any sense for politicians to be making business decisions for a business they're not running well yeah most of them aren't even business they don't seem to have any problem with that i mean that's what a regulation is the politicians are making business decisions on every business in this country and they have no qualifications to do so you know if they're if they're setting down rules on uh, you know, minimum wage, really? Which one? Where did you guys get your economics degrees from? The answer is none of them. They're law. They're law students. The vast majority of them. Well, don't you worry. The Republicans, they have a plan. Awesome. You know those business-oriented guys, the Republicans. They care about your small business and everything. The business-oriented lawyers. Republican House leaders support legislation they say would require the agency to operate more like a business in part by setting up a panel to reduce the network of... (laughs) (laughs) Set up a panel, because that's how businesses operate, panels. Yeah, let's centralize and create a task force. The Uh, Blue Ribbon Committee. Setting up a panel to reduce the network of post offices. Now, this is one of the proposals that's been on the table now. It seems like every six months we talk about the post office, because they're always in trouble, or every quarter we talk about them. They're going down, people. Uh, 
And they're taking your tax dollars with them. Uh, sure are. And uh, so this panel would look at reducing the network of post offices. And they've been talking about closing a number of the, the post offices. Of course, some rural district house members uh, from both parties are worried about closures in their areas. I mean, these are jobs, you know. Well, yeah, they don't want the, I mean, in, in my town, I, I happen to go to the post office in my town. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't remember what the reason was. But the lady practically begged me to put up a, 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 a box at my house. You need to get it. You need to get mail delivered at your house. And I'm like, no, I don't want mail delivered at my. No, you've got to. You've got to, please. <laughs> you know, what? That's what it was like. Why? Because she knows that she's, uh, you know, that much more relevant with more boxes. Oh, eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You Tear down your mailbox. Free talk live. People ask me, Tim. Why did you start VerbalSurgery.com? Well, it's easy. I started making these podcasts to make you feel better right now. That's right. From the tops of the Himalayas to the bottom of the deepest seas. That's right. These broadcasts go out to everywhere on the planet and most importantly, deep inside of your brain to make you feel better right now. And isn't that what it's all about? VerbalSurgery.com. Check it out today. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up to 1-855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, give you the features that are there for free, and they include our mobile site. Those of you with smartphones can visit m, as in mobile, dot freetalklive.com to get quick access to our live streams there, as well as software that uh, you might need, if you don't have it yet, to listen to those streams. Go to m freetalklive.com that's m.freetalklive.com uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies that's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we have with coercive governments freedomsphoenix.com offers up to the minute updates on the economy technology communications and the rise of the police state Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. I get it. Uh, Freedomsphoenix.com. All right. So the post office in dire financial straits. Things are not looking good. According to another news piece over at uh, NBC New York, the service has run $1 billion in the red each month during the first half of the current fiscal year. God. And let me tell you, last year's fiscal year was not good either. They ran in the red then too. I mean, are they just going to is the government just going to keep on dumping money into the post office? That's the plan at in, least from in, the Senate. A, into an agency that people don't use nearly as much as they used to use. I mean, yes, when people were living out on the prairie, no doubt there was a necessity for an organization to, to you know, get on horses and deliver mail and things like that. But, I mean, even when competition came around in the 1870s, the government shut it down. Competition that was able to get the mail there less, less costly and faster, they shut them down because they'd rather not compete with them. But, hey, I, I mean, now with FedEx and UPS, really the American taxpayer needs to bail out the post office? Not What's- to mention email and... Uh, the internet yeah yeah so by the way uh we mentioned earlier that the republicans have a plan they want to set up a panel to reduce the network of post offices because you can cut your way to success in business right i mean the the idea is you postal guys need to run more like a business well how (laughs) 
we've seen this in the radio world uh, where radio station management will buy a bunch of stations like Clear Channel did and other companies like Cumulus, these big multi-mega conglomerate companies with lots of stations everywhere. They bought up a whole bunch of stations and then they decided – yeah, you know what we're going to do? We're going to cut staff and cut uh, you know, cut the uh, operation costs down to the bone and expect our listeners won't notice the difference. And uh, you, it turns out you can't cut your, your way to success. You can't cut out the news st- uh, staff at a news talk station and bring in you know, piped-in news and expect people to believe that anybody's there locally to give them a report about the weather. Or to give them some sort of accurate information about what happened at the city council meeting the other night. Well, I think that you can cut away the the fat in business and get yourself leaner. But I would say that the least qualified group of people to do that is some blue ribbon camp uh, committee put together by the Republicans in the House of Representatives. Well, what's the old? Uh, was it Henry Ford who was famous for saying you should always cut the bottom ten percent or something like that? I mean, there's all, there's always an argument to be made to make things more efficient, but you can't cut your way to success. You can't cut out, you know, like I can't cut out all the co-hosts on Free Talk Live and do the show by myself because that's not the show I want to listen to. Uh, you can't cut your way to success. That's just not possible. You have to you have to put money in to make money. You have to, you know, spend money to make money. That's an I, old... dis- I dislike your blanket statement here. I do think you can cut in certain situations. You can cut your way to success. Really? Then you can just keep cutting, right? Because no. if cutting makes nope. success, then you can just keep cutting. Nope. That's what I'm saying. But Absolutely. the post office in this instant isn't really making any cuts because they're continue like they, they said they said they want to close the uh, post offices but they want to keep all the employees so they're not really making any cuts and i realize that they can't but i'm saying that in response to ian's you well i don't know if that's success. part of the proposal here by the republicans is to no, keep the employees as this well. was an older proposal okay. that we had talked about maybe six months ago but just think about the effects that what will happen to the post office if they think that cutting locations is going to keep the post office afloat, they're mistaken. Because, Mark, you mentioned that the, you've got a post office in, in your town. Well, what if they shut that location down? How many of the people are who are currently using that location are as likely to drive twice as far or three times as far? Who knows how far one will have to drive in, especially the more rural areas. Uh, to go to a post office as opposed to just contacting you know, UPS or FedEx and having them come out and, and pick a package up. How many, cause most it all people, depends. Most people aren't going to the post office location to mail an envelope. They'll just stick an envelope in their, in their mailbox and expect it to be picked up. So that service would continue if they shut the location down. They'd still be delivering the mail, likely, but they wouldn't be accepting the, you know, the, the actual physical packages at a location. You'd have to go further for that. So eventually the market's going to speak here and a lot of people are going to decide, you know, it's just not worth it. I already hated going to the post office to wait in the line in town. Now I've got to drive out of town. I got to drive three towns over to actually go to whatever other post office happens to be open to wait in line, which will likely be a longer line because uh, more people are going to be going to that post office. There'll be a real disincentive, I think, uh, at that point for people to use the post office, meaning a decline further in, uh, you know, they're already declining in the amount a of A billion packages. dollars a month is what they're losing. I just can't imagine. I, I, I would have never guessed this kind of. Uh, uh, you know, situation with the post office, and now it can only get worse. Yeah, they're just going to keep hemorrhaging cash, and cutting their locations isn't going to help them uh, that much. Let's continue here, if at all. Uh, we'll go to you and your thoughts. You can bring up anything. Patrick, is uh, Patrick? you're in Norfolk? Yeah, I'm in Norfolk, Virginia. And, and you're listening on the radio? 
WNIS. Oh, that's good to know. I didn't know they were carrying us during the week. I'll have to call them and thank them. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, look, uh, I was uh, still wondering about that uh, that uh, Aurora shooting. I yes, mean, uh, man, uh, um, where, where did this guy get, get these... Uh, uh, explosives and stuff. I, I don't understand that. Well, I, you know, I, I would imagine all you'd have to do to get your hands on explosives is to Google around and uh, learn how to make your own. If you can't find where to actually order them, uh, you could Google to uh, make your own. But maybe Julia has an answer uh, about that because I know that you brought something in tonight talking about the Armory, which is an online uh, website, on, right. an, an anonymized uh, website where people can go to purchase uh, guns and presumably bombs uh, as well. I'm not sure of the details. I'll actually look into that. I know that they do have some restrictions. I believe uh, nuclear is off the table. <laughs> right. Like, but they actually say that. That's in their policy. Um, I, I think it's mostly handguns. Um, but well, I... Have you been to the site? I ha- I actually haven't, but I have a, an article that maybe we can get into in a little bit that okay. is has a detail that has a the reporter actually went on and and talked to sellers and and he shares his experiences. Well, my point being, there are resources. The Armory is an anonymous forum to purchase weapons, and I figure if they've got weapons of a, a gun manner there, they have weapons of an explosive manner. Uh, if not, that'll probably be coming soon. Or there's likely some other website that you can go to to do uh, to engage in this trade. Again, if you don't want to build it yourself, uh, there are probably people out there willing to sell it to you. So, Patrick, uh, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. Look, this guy was you know, a med student or something like that, right? I mean, he's probably no dummy. He may be crazy Research as hell. Scientist, uh, going to, to get his PhD for research, I guess. Yeah, he may be crazy as hell, but he's probably not stupid. Uh, so he looked he, stupid in the courtroom he was, pictures. He was able to put all this together. More coming up here. 855-450-FREE. The resources are there, I'm sure, for the people that look for them. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site completely free. Once again, freetalklive.com, uh, features including the bulletin board system. Go and get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. Also, we post our show notes, stuff that we talk about on the air each night. We post that to the BBS as well. So you can go to bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Now, the Free State Project is the reason that we are here in New Hampshire, because we all moved up here from Florida. Those of us on the show tonight and people moved from all across the country, have moved already, but many more are coming. And why? Well, it's because they want to get together with others who think like they do, people who love the ideas of freedom and who not only love those ideas but are actually willing to do something about it, uh, willing to get active 
to achieve liberty in our lifetime. Freestateproject.org is where you can go to learn more about it and get involved. That's freestateproject.org. Would recommend it if you love the ideas of liberty. And, of course, that means that you should be free to live your life how you want, so long as you don't harm anybody else and as long as you're willing to allow others to live their lives how they want to. Now, that, again, doesn't include harming others, so you can have as many bombs and guns as you want to. Just don't point them at other people. Don't uh, threaten other people's lives. Don't destroy their property, uh, unlike this fool in uh, Colorado. Weapons are for defense, not for offense. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Well, unless there's a zombie attack, in which case you can use them for uh, for offense. Why do you keep on bringing up zombie attacks? I don't know. It's it's really getting to be the only reason why I can justify having weapons, because I have a real problem. I'm, I'm, I'm almost a pacifist. Almost. Like, I still support self-defense against other human beings but i have almost a moral objection to it at this point yeah i gotta say that uh, you know you may if, if you don't prevent somebody from committing uh you know an immoral act against you then what you're doing is you're setting them up to make it easier for them to commit an immoral act against the next person so i could make the same moral argument that you've got to use uh you've got to do what you've what you can to prevent somebody from doing something like that so you're saying you. it would be immoral to not take action I don't. I don't think that a person. You know. I. I don't think that you can require action from somebody mm-hmm. and call that morality. But, you know. Yeah. You've but got that's to protect, what you're You've got to protect people, man. I feel similarly to you. Um, to but, who's who's you? Well, Ian. In but not not exactly. I guess the way I feel about it is, I don't own a gun, and so I don't won't have the opportunity to shoot somebody if I needed to defend myself, which would be unfortunate because I would because I would just die. I guess, but um, uh, guns, uh, guns versus guns aren't always the thing. I mean, it really comes down to who has the drop. If you've got a knife and the, um, you know, a person's got a gun and a holster, you can get, stick them a heck of a lot faster than they can pull a gun. Right. I, I mean, I have none of these things. I, I you would have be, knives in your house. I would be pretty defenseless, I think, in that kind of a situation, unfortunately. Um, but I, I've never been put in a situation like that, so I. Since my life has never been on the line, I don't feel that I can give a valuable opinion because I absolutely believe that in a situation like that, I would probably uh, struggle to live in whatever way possible. Sure you would. I think that's extremely natural. And you know you know what I mean? So it's, it's like I can't in- imagine shooting somebody and I don't have the weapons to do so. But if I was put in a situation where it was my life versus someone who's attacking I I could see how I could act differently. I believe I took a marriage vow to protect my wife. You know, and that's where I that's where I have the toughest time with the idea of being a total peacenik is that I couldn't stand by and watch uh, somebody I cared about be attacked. I would be more likely to defend another human being that I cared about than I feel like I would be to defend myself. And uh, I, you know, I don't. I'm not a Christian, but I'm very familiar with the uh, the tenets of Christianity. I mean, Jesus said, "Turn the other cheek," and there was a reason for that. I'll agree with you that. Um but certainly Jesus said that. But I think that, A, the Bible is misconstrued. Jesus also said that he didn't come uh, to bring peace. He came to bring a sword. A sword, that's so, true. So, you know, I, at that this point, I, you know, if Jesus wanted me to believe anything he said, he should have, ri- <laughs> he should have written it down. Because I really – I'm not giving Jesus credit for anything. Um, and I went to Christian school. I was a Sunday school teacher. I've just – you know, I put all that stuff aside. That doesn't mean anything to me. But, Ian, I think that you have the obligation to protect your future for – other people you do things for other people you do this radio program not because 
we're going to get rich doing this radio program because we could do this radio program in a different way and get you know make a heck of a lot more money doing it. We could bow to some organization or another, and uh, you know, they become corporate lapdogs, right? Or be, a, be a corporate lapdog and make Democrats. A, a, a good deal of money. You do it because you want to say what you believe to be the truth. You owe that truth to people in the future who would hear you. They cannot hear you if some stinking crackhead comes in here, puts a bullet in you for a couple of hundred bucks. All right. That person is the thief of the message of liberty of those people in the future. He doesn't deserve it. Yeah, but by that argument, Mark, then I should do nothing whatsoever of any risk because uh, risk could put me in danger. I mean, obviously, you know, I don't pay uh, federal income tax. I mean, that puts me in risk of, uh, you know, going into a prison cell. Not paying the federal income tax is part of the message that you spread. Right. So I have to stand by my word, and my word is about, you know, peace, as you mentioned at the beginning sure. of this particular hour, and it's about voluntary interaction between humans and non-cooperation sure. with people but that would try to control you. You can't have voluntary action if you allow involuntary action. You can't put forth voluntary action into the, the no, ether it's something I if struggle you're allowing with. people I haven't to sold be my, I haven't sold all my guns. I mean, I've got the AK in the other room. So, uh, you know, but would you admit that if you were put in that particular circumstance, you may react differently than of, the way you feel? Of course. There's, it's, always, uh, it's always difficult to, uh, to plan for a situation like that where you know, the adrenaline is, is pumping and somebody's in danger, whether it's myself or somebody I care about. Uh, that's you know, it's, it's hard, very hard to predict how somebody would, would act in that I just situation. know that the drive to live as a human being it's is strong. so strong. I think particularly of the instance you read once an article about that guy from the North Korean prison camps. And this story was that they were eating... Uh, gruel. Right. They were eating live rats and they were... Maggot-filled gruel. Pieces right. of corn out of And uh, those people had, knew nothing, but uh, the particular guy had was born in that camp, so he knew nothing except for that life, that miserable, awful life. And yeah. even still, he wanted to live. It's true. And also, being a Quaker, that's what, I, that's what my religion is, uh, and uh, you know, this is one of the tenets is peace and pacifism. Right. I, you know, I've looked at this and I've even talked to Quakers about this. And the fact is, if you would defend yourself against violence, isn't what's the difference between, say, closing the door when an axe murderer is running at you, wanting to chop you up? I've closed the door and locked it. Well, I mean, isn't that preventing him from doing what he wished to do? What's the difference between preventing him from what he wished to do by closing the door and preventing him by wishing um, what he wished to do by putting a, a, a forty-five in his caliber of them takes slug his in his life. knee? One of them takes his life. Well, I mean, I'm just talking about, right, one of them takes his life. Yeah. But he's forfeited his life by threatening to take someone else's. I get it. I mean, that all makes a lot of sense to me. I totally get it, which is one of the reasons why I'm, I'm conflicted on this issue. Because I feel like there's something immoral about taking another human being's life, even in a situation where they're putting you in danger. I, I, I'm not sure what it is, but it's just this feeling I have that just it makes me uncomfortable. Well, I think that you can feel like you don't feel comfortable shooting somebody yeah. and still believe that you know you have the right to defend yourself but if I someone's also, coming after you i also like the you know the, there was a, a buddhist jail guard who uh was explaining to me that he believes that everything he does to the people in jail he does to himself so he tries to be as you know humane to the people in that jail as, uh, as wouldn't possible. you want somebody to stop you from trying to hurt other people 
I get what you're saying, but on the other hand, uh, by killing another human being, I'm, I'm essentially doing to, that I, to myself. I propose that you use the least amount of yeah. violence that you can use in a given circumstance. But if, However, you're going, if somebody's coming at you to kill you, you better shoot to kill them. There's, there, are oper- there are times when deadly force is what's necessary. I think that guns really are a, a funny little conundrum because likely you will never have one drawn when you need it. 855-453. I've been in a situation where I did have a gun on me, and I was grateful that I didn't choose to use it, because then I would have had a dead body, or the police on the scene, or a real mess. Not very useful. 855-453. It's Free Talk lot. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves, toll-free, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can bring up whatever you want. Maybe you want to comment on the Postal Service or the shooting out in Colorado or perhaps just the idea of self-defense. We were just kind of talking about the morality uh, or the lack thereof or, the I think, the, uh, the con- conflicting situation that I've felt myself in with regards to uh, self-defense, not just with firearm, but just in general as well. Uh, so 855-450-FREE. And what brought on this whole uh, discussion was a gentleman who called from uh, Norfolk talking about how you know, how in the world did this guy, this killer, uh, this alleged killer, did he get uh, the, you know, the bombs? How did that happen? Well, it's been yet to been determined what exactly he used as far as the equipment, at least that I've seen. Uh, I'm sure at some point that information will come out. Were they homemade bombs? Did he purchase, you know, an actual grenade of some sort from some kind of a manufacturer or some sort of black market uh, option? Can't be that hard to get a grenade. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, mean, never... I would be able to. I, I, you know, I, I don't know how to go about doing it, but uh, probably the first place I would try would be the internet, right? Well, exactly. So at least that's how what we can learn about right now. Because Julia, you just so happen to have a subject that is appropriate here. The Armory is the, I guess, sister site to the Silk Correct. Road. Um, it's made by the same people. Um, and I, and I guess what is the Silk Road? The Silk Road about? is an an anonymous drug market basically online it's the ebay of drugs um it, it start didn't it start with drugs but it's kind of expanded to just all manner of different things it has it's mostly drugs for fake sure. ids for instance but they there. do have yeah they have a lot of cool things they have uh, fake university university degrees <laughs> i've seen um they have um fake passports and yeah. things like that uh, so that, there was this, one guy there selling uh what he claimed were actual issued uk driver's licenses like the dude worked in the driver's license office and wow. could get you the real deal wow you know, it would cost you but uh in theory you would get the real thing <laughs> anyway so interesting th- interesting things are sold on the silk road but i guess the people some of the people there didn't like the idea of guns being sold there right um so they opened up a sister site it's called the armory i've actually never checked it out uh this is from gizmodo.com 
The Bushmaster M4 is a three-foot rifle rifle (laughs) capable of firing 35.56 45-millimeter NATO rounds. I don't know what that means because I don't know guns. Good size rounds. Put a nice hole in you. I, I trust your judgment. And used by special ops forces throughout Afghanistan. It is a serious weapon. But in the Internet's darkest black market, it's all yours. Who needs a background check? Nobody. <laughs> the armory began as an offshoot of the Silk Road, notable as the Internet's foremost open drug bazaar, where everything from heroin to meth to Vicodin and pot can be picked out and purchased like a criminal Amazon.com. It, it's virtually impossible to trace and entirely anonymous. But apparently guns were a little too hot for the Silk Road's admins who broke the site off to the main uh, from the main narcotics carnival now guns, ammo, explosives, and more have their own shadowy home online, far from the piles of Dutch Coke and American meth. But the same rules apply. With nothing more than a little money and a little on- online knowledge, you can buy extremely powerful, deadly weapons, Glocks, Berettas, PPKs, AK-47s, Bushmaster rifles, even a grenade, oh, in a secret go. shipped anywhere in the world. So we were wondering if they uh, they had grenades on there. I have yet to get into the site. Uh, you have to you have to create an account in order to uh, to browse the site. Right. So I will have an account here shortly. So Does that I, bother you? No, it's not illegal to look. Okay, it's not. I mean, it's not illegal to no. look at these sites. You can surf them all you want. Uh, I enjoy, I like surfing surfing the Silk Road just because I think it's interesting to look at what they have and what the sellers offer. Well, they actually have forums too where people right. talk about a variety of things. Right. Um, and I think there's a special armory for them, too, now as well. All right. So, uh, so I wondered, how easy, easy is it to get a gun? A semi-auto 9mm Beretta 92 FS with no scratches or dents. This is in quotes, so this is a sale, I presume. Very slight wear from extremely light usage. Would hit me for 338 bitcoins. At the current bitcoin Woo! dollar exchange. So it has to be in bitcoins? Wow. Okay. Yep. Uh, that's a little over three thousand dollars, which is very expensive. That is a, a lot of money for a handgun. Uh, but well, I guess that wasn't a handgun, was it? This is the Bushmaster, right? No, he said it was a nine millimeter semi-auto. Yeah, this was nine. Okay, okay yes. that's expensive. That's in- insane uh, for for that. Now, why would somebody do that? Well, maybe they're a you know maybe they're a felon. They need to you know they want to get a firearm. They can't do it through legal channels, and they don't know anybody. You know, they don't have any of their old connections. I mean, this the this thing makes the rules uh, as far as you know gun ownership and protecting yourself and that kind of thing irrelevant all these uh, gun laws that well they don't make it entirely irrelevant i am a convicted felon and i know i can get a gun by the end of the night i'm sure uh, that i could get a gun that's not a problem if that's what i wanted to do so these laws make it difficult for me to you know use that gun in a fashion in a lawful fashion to protect my family now, um, the, strangely, the law is set up that if, for whatever reason, I can prove that somebody was doing something illegal, then then I can't be charged with, uh, you know, the, the, the with, the, you know, uh, using a gun illegally. Mm-hmm. But only if it's used properly. So if they happen to, you know, shake down my house and I have a gun there to protect myself, then or my family, then that would be illegal. So. You know, it's a very strange situation. So $3,000 roughly for a handgun? $3,000 for a handgun. Maybe that would be particularly useful in areas in which guns just aren't available. So maybe well, in... Well, I think that in a, like in New Hampshire, 
guns are easy to get. Right. Um, if you lived somewhere or you were in a situation where you couldn't get a gun, I think a black market gun would cost you a lot of money. That would make sense. Yep. So, I mean, that's essentially what this is. Um, but that got me to thinking, what if you wanted to go beyond arming yourself? What if you wanted something more powerful or more plentiful? What if you weren't just interested in self-defense or hunting? What if you wanted, say, to arm a 20-person uh, militia group to overthrow a West African government in an inter- internet-armed coup? Most of the guns. <laughs> Could a band of anonymous weapon mongers prepare me and 19 imaginary uh, compadres for illegal warfare? If you've got a spare million or so, it looks like the answer is yes. The Amazon comparison might not be fair. The armory wants to make itself hard to access for obvious reasons that have to do with not going to prison. So it's not as easy as just firing up any old website. In fact, it's not really on the web in any traditional sense. To get to the armory, you need to deploy a free piece of software called Tor. It stands for the Onion Router. And uh, Tor is an anonymizing system that uh, basically makes it so information passes through all manner of different uh, locations before it gets to where it's supposed to go. And it's stripped of uh, certain identifying uh, location information, stuff like that. And basically it makes it so you can surf the web without detection. Now, there are some holes. Uh, there's, you know, nothing's perfect. Uh, but generally, you'll be pretty much completely anonymous. It, don't this. the government spies use Tor? Well, that's the irony is it was developed by the Navy, I believe, for that reason. And I think it's still used. I think the reason they're not going to get rid of it is because, for that very reason. Right. Uh, the Armory's URL reflects that. A garbled string of letters and numbers deliberately impossible to memorize. Right. Once we cannot you, give this URL to you no. on the air. Uh, it would be hor- horrendous to listen to. Yeah. Once you're actually signed in, you Sound then like have to turn... Game. <laughs> you then have to turn to bitcoins as mandatory as mandatory currency, a further exercise in computer secrecy and complexity in itself. This ain't exactly walking into a gun show and walking out with a pistol. Still, the site prides itself on being as easy to use as an illegal underground weapons dealership can be. <laughs> the, the Armory is an anonymous marketplace where you can buy and sell without revealing who you are. We protect your identity through every step of the process, from connecting to the site, to purchasing your items, to finally receiving them. That receiving part is almost as tricky as the labyrinth purchasing process. How exactly do you illegally ship guns to potential criminals? In pieces. Small pieces. The crafty gun dealers of the armory aren't going to just stick an assault rifle into a manila envelope and drop it into a local mailbox. <laughs> right. Drop a cold anaconda into a, you know, one of those bubble wrap uh, envelopes yes. and send it off to you. Somebody might know what that was. Buyers get each gun component shipped in shielded packages disguised to look like other products that then require self-assembly. Wow. You okay. Get, it's pretty complex. It yeah, is. that's... That's not, I mean, that really kind of narrows down the field as far as, I mean, you'd have to know how to put this gun back together, right? I mean, do they give you instructions, get a little video as to uh, how to put the uh, the gun back together? Be complicated. They have those online, by the way. There are gun cleaning sites where you can search for... Uh, yeah, one of them is called YouTube. Yeah, you can search for the model of gun that you have, and there's some guy there that has recorded himself cleaning it, taking it apart, putting it back together. Yeah. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. More about the Armory coming up here in moments. Uh, your thoughts are certainly welcome. 1-855-450-3733. But if you were wondering how you get your hands on explosives, this is one of the ways. It's Free Talk Live. I've been told no in many different ways. I give you 
an order and you're going to obey it. Who told you to go this way? You can't do that and you have to leave here. You cannot bring Simon to the rally. Walk with me. Well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm comfortable me. here, actually. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 hey. Who do you think you Excuse are? Excuse me. There is no video or audio allowed in this office. No, I have work today. This is... You ain't going to make it. Wait, no, now. Wait a minute. Hey! Oh my god! Bureaucrats have a funny way of telling people no. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Coming this summer, Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. See the trailer now at victimlesscrimespree.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Here with you this evening, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. All right, so still lots to talk about uh, this evening. We are in the middle of discussing... The Armory, which is a place where, in theory, you can go and get uh, a variety of weapons and bombs and all other manner of uh, very, in some cases, illegal products that uh, you otherwise can't easily access. And, of course, accessing them through the Armory isn't exactly easy either. It's simple, but not necessarily easy. You have to uh, you have to know uh, enough to be able to use Tor uh, you have to know about Bitcoin and have Bitcoins and be able to uh, understand how to use them the in a more anonymous the, manner. What are the chances the Fibbies are the ones selling the guns here? Well, obviously, there's always that uh, that. It's not like there's very many people selling guns on uh, the the Armory website well, here. Well, right. We were just uh, visiting the Armory here during the news break just to take a look and see what's going on. And it appears that there are approximately... One firearm for sale currently on the Armory. It is an AK-47 full auto. Uh, selling for approximately 218 bitcoins. Which I've heard you can down just to file about. down the firing pen to make your AK um, full auto. There's probably a video on YouTube for that. Sure, if you can find an AK, uh, you know, if you know where to go to buy an AK, where it ever is. Aren't they the most live. common uh they are pretty common. In the world. They are pretty common. But if you don't want to buy them through any legal channels, then they get a little bit more, you know, it gets a little more difficult. If you're trying to find an individual seller within your state that is selling an AK, because in some places, or isn't it illegal to uh, to cross state lines in order to buy uh, firearms? Should not be taking your gun purchasing advice from Free Talk Live or any other radio. I'm asking the question, isn't it there? I was reading some of the comments on this article earlier, and mm-hmm. there was a guy who claimed that he was a cop, and he said that exact thing. That it's that illegal? if you cross state lines, yeah. Right. So uh, when I bought my AK, I bought it from another individual here in New Hampshire. And in New Hampshire, it's not illegal to make a sale like that. In a lot of other places, it absolutely is illegal to uh, to sell a weapon like that. You know, a place like New York, for instance, probably very illegal. I don't, I don't know what all the laws are. I'm, I'm certainly no lawyer. Uh, and I agree with Mark. We aren't giving legal advice here. But, and if we uh, were, you shouldn't be listening to it. But but the you know the legal world of gun sales is fraught with uh, with regulations and paperwork. And you know unless you're buying from another individual, it can be pretty you know you're going to be in the system essentially. And a lot of people don't want that. So uh, so this could be valuable. Now 
Julia, you say that this armory is relatively new. I thought I heard about it more than just a couple months ago. I'm pretty sure it's a couple months old. If you actually go to the Silk Road, there's a link to the news or to the article where they say, hey, here's the armory. So it would give you an exact date. But I want to say just a few months. Now, there's only one gun there for sale currently. The article here from Gizmodo says that there have been grenades uh, available there in the past. Right. Well, sounds like one dude selling stuff right now. That's the case. Um, I actually am happy that you went on there and said this because this article has a real sensationalist tone that basically kind of claims that this is the worst thing ever. And like you can just go and get all these guns. And so I'm kind of happy to see that he was exaggerating quite a bit. Well, there are also other things that are interesting here, not just uh, guns, but uh, there are what they call melee weapons. Uh, which they are actually chemicals in this case. I was expecting brass knuckles or something like that. Uh, but here they've got chloroform for sale as well as chloroform cyanide the melee. <laughs> and sulfuric acid. Uh, non, there's a non-lethal category, there's an ammunition category, and an accessories category. Uh, as well as some guides, some guides on how to build things like an anti-crowd uh, uh, grenade, an anti-armored vehicle mine. You know, a lot of this information you could probably find online, things like the Anarchist Cookbook, for instance. Uh, of course, then again, how accurate the Anarchist Cookbook is is, uh, is a question. I don't then know. How accurate these uh, articles are is another question as well. Now, on the Silk Road, which is the kind of the, the site that birthed the armory, there is a lot of, uh, of action. And yes. now the Silk Road's been around for a couple of years at least, uh, so it's had time to grow. There are dozens, if you go to the Silk Road, which is mostly a drug sales website, there are dozens and dozens and dozens of entries of various different drugs that are for sale. But of course, it's a lot easier to ship drugs than it is to ship a gun. I mean, it doesn't take uh, near as much room to ship some, you know, a, a consumable amount of drugs to somebody, whereas sending an AK-47 in pieces is, you know, quite the intense process because that's what you were telling us last hour is some of these gun shippers are actually breaking down the guns right. and uh, and sending piece after piece to you right and i think also with the silk road drugs are easier to get than guns i yeah, mean not legal sure. guns somehow or another i find the drugs aspect to be less disturbing than the guns aspect of this uh, this website i mean well guns could be used to kill people and sure drugs can. less so yeah right. less likely well i I've I spent some time on the Silk Road forums just because I think it's interesting the sort of the market aspect of it and a lot of people are very upset about the armory. There's a lot of people who support the Silk Road that do not support the armory. Oh, that's kind of common amongst right. uh, drug users is uh, I think it's one of the reasons why Guns and Weed is such a great movie. Uh gunsandweed.com I believe is the the site but Michael uh, W Dean the director of that we've had him on the show a, a few times and he uh you know made this movie to help that crossover to get the gun people to see that hey you know people using drugs consensually is not a, a you know is not a terrible thing uh it's it's not something that should be opposed those people should not be put in jail uh similarly you know to get the weed or the drug you know pro uh, the drug community if you will uh, to see that having guns is not necessarily a bad thing and that these things can be used for self-defense and that it's not right to put those people in jail either. If you haven't harmed another human being, you shouldn't be put in jail. And he does a great job of really doing the crossover that's necessary to to bring those two groups of people to a more mutual understanding of each other. But there's always been a division there. I, I think it's important to point out that these guns would be accessible anyway. I mean, there already is a black market for guns. Absolutely. 
Sure, so, but you have to have the right connections, right? Like you have to be in the mob and know the right people, and uh, you know you have to have black market underworld connections sure. to get something like a full auto AK forty seven. And the, uh, the sites like the Armory or the Silk Road are great because they cut out the middleman. They they make it so the average person who can understand. Uh, at least to the point of understanding anonymizing systems on the internet like Tor. And you don't really have to even understand Tor to use it. They've got the Tor uh, browser bundle. You can go to Tor's website, download the browser bundle, and download this thing and double-click. And it starts up Tor for you. It starts up the web browser that's connected to Tor. And your internet experience is anonymized. I'm sure most people don't know this site exists. No, heck no, they don't. I mean, clearly, there's nobody on it. There's literally three or four sellers on the site right now. There's one selling a gun. There's a couple selling some guides to uh, different to making different things. One guy selling some chemicals. And there's another guy selling ammo. But the question that uh, one of you asked earlier was, what if it's the feds, right? Yeah, well, what if it is? What if it's the feds? And that's ultimately one I of the... I mean, somehow this doesn't confront me. I don't see myself going on there and buying hand grenades and fully automatic AK-47s and chloroform. You know, I mean, these kind of things. Now, what's chloroform do? Does that make them tell the truth or knock them out? I think that's, uh, that knocks somebody out, but I'm not positive. I see. Wikipedia would know. Okay. So, um, I, you know, I just can't see my see myself doing that, uh, you know, maybe to knock the pigs out before I uh, process <laughs> them. But, you know, that's it. It just doesn't, you know, why? I don't need that stuff. But... You know, that would be my first thought is, is really, who's selling that? Well, if they, like, let's say I bought drugs off the Silk Road and they mail it to me, they would have to have proof that I opened it up and, like, proof of receipt, basically. And one of the policies on the Silk Road is that uh, a good seller will say, like, you never have to sign for this package. So if someone comes to your door and says, hey, you have to sign for this package, the theory is you say, mm, no, I didn't order a package, and then you're never accepting that package, so there's nothing they can do about it. So if a seller just has your name and address, I mean, sure, I don't want the feds having my name and address and knowing that I've purchased drugs, but, but they the have no having, yeah. right. They have no proof that I've received this package well, and opened it. Well, right. Unless you accept the package, they don't have proof you ordered it in the first place. Right. So like, there's nothing stopping me from going and ordering this AK-47 and shipping it to your house, Mark. Nothing would stop me from doing that. So therefore, there's this plausible deniability factor of if you don't, if you're not expecting that package, and you don't. Except sign for the for fact it, that I don't have a mailbox. Yeah, but UPS will come up to your front door if they're sending it via that. Eight five five four fifty free. So you've got the the factor of plausible deniability where you can claim you didn't know. I don't know. People can send anything they want to uh, you know anybody's address. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. Your thoughts on the armory? This is Free Talk Live. MineThings.com is a fun online game that pits you against people around the world to mine for scarce resources. Do business in a capitalist economy with virtually mined gold tax-free. You could be a trader doing business between cities, a pirate lying in wait for hapless traders, a guard capturing pirates, or one of nine other professions. It doesn't require a big-time commitment. Your mining robots work whether you're logged in or not. It costs nothing to play, but you can buy bonuses. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com. Use coupon code FTL. Double your mining speed. It's free. MineThings.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website 
over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features, and you can enjoy them on us. Uh, we've got archives, by the way, that go all the way back to late 2006. You can just go click and download as many episodes of Free Talk Live as would please you. In fact, you can go to our SoundCloud page and access more than just Free Talk Live. You can get the Edgington Post episodes. I just posted an episode of Free Keen Radio News, or rather Radio Free Keen News, uh, today. So Mark and I, we have uh, our own little kind of side projects uh, that we're doing that are now being posted to the SoundCloud page. You can find our SoundCloud link on the left-hand side of freetalklive.com under Listen and Share. Uh, Not only will you find the link to the SoundCloud page there, uh, but you also find a link to the Edgington Post podcast, as well as our regular podcast, the iTunes link. It's all right there under Listen and Share on the left-hand side of freetalklive.com. If you've got a company that needs to try something new in the area of accounts receivable, SACL CAI, uh, they sponsor our phone lines, and they're big supporters of Liberty and big supporters of Free Talk Live. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Their employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you need to collect your money, but you need to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. All right. So 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Coming up, we're going to talk about an offensive bush, or at least to uh, some people it's offensive. But, Julia, did you feel like there was more from this uh, Gizmodo uh, piece regarding the armory, this online uh, forum essentially for the sales of all manner of different uh, guns and destructive devices, chemicals, and uh, sure. I, like I said, it's a really long article. Um, it has a lot of pictures in it, so mm-hmm. it's hard to gauge how much more there is because he has big pictures of what's supposedly for sale, which is interesting because they're not the same pictures as what you were just looking at. Well, when was this article published? Um, I'm pretty sure recently, actually. Because uh, the the armory right now, we were just July nineteenth. Okay, yeah, that is that is pretty recent. Now, according to the uh, Silk Road forums, the Armory launched back in February, so okay. this has been around for several months. He may have been doing his research weeks ago. Right. Um, so he asks, who are these anonymous online gunslingers? No one can know for sure, and not a single one of them will mention where they source their wares or provide even the slightest shred of locational information. Yeah, no, well, obviously. They shouldn't. Uh, although, although on the uh, the Silk Road, they do sometimes reveal the location in general of the country of where country. The, the seller is from. But that's yes. about as that's about as detailed as you're going to get as far as where the stuff's coming from. Some of them won't even talk to you unless you use an added layer of super tough PGP encryption in all your messages, uh, gliding the lily with layer upon Gild- layer. Gilding. Gilding. Oh, gilding. Uh, yeah. Sorry. It's uh, making something prettier than, than it already you know, Something that's pretty is already like the, the old blue on black song, you know, just doing something more that doesn't necessarily need to be done. Got it. Thank you. Sure. Uh, the, with layer upon layer of software scrambling. There's Dave Zero Zero. By the way, if I was buying a fully automatic uh, AK 47 online, I would absolutely want to use PGP. It's pretty good. Uh, yes. Pretty good privacy. Yeah. yeah right. N- no way. It, what? Gilding the lily? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're a reporter who's got nothing at stake. Mm-hmm, yeah. Sure. <laughs> There's Dave Zero Zero, a European who will ship you a bazooka. Hello. <laughs> That's the guy selling the AK right now. I'm Dave Zero Zero, a new firearms and explosives supplier. I have plenty of contacts all over the EU that can provide me a large variety of weapons, ammunitions, and explosives. Usually, all I thought orders... that the EU is where all the gun control was. Well, maybe that's Surprise? why they need How Surprise. is it he can get a, a, a bazooka in a place that has all this gun control? If you know the right people, Mark, you can get anything. It's true. Of course, that's true. 
I can ship in various ways, postal systems for small orders and dead drops with GPA location. That's G- something I've never GPS? heard of. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. Sorry. Um, that's something I've never heard of. Yeah, I don't know what road. a dead drop is either. Yeah, this is like what spies do. Right. Um, and yeah, so you just I drop a package off. You drop the money off. Somehow we coordinate this and make sure we're not getting scammed. Somehow and, I doubt he would be dropping the package off. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, um, but I've never heard of that before. So this is something. Well, he's going to drop it off and guy. then give you the GPS location. Oh, right. That makes sense. So you don't know where so it is under beforehand. the bridge next to XYZ. Yep. Yeah. There you go. It's cached. Yep. I can create custom listings on request. I can ship in all EU and also to the USA. I am able to get handguns, fully automatic weapons, machine guns, grenade and RPG launchers, and oh, ammunitions. An now, RPG. Think about this. Now, you know, I don't, again, I don't think that violence is the solution uh, to problems, but think about how handy a site like this would come in for some, one of those revolutions where, you know, people are rising up against Gaddafi or some other nut job. Like, you know, if you. And they had bitcoins. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that this could be uh, something that could, be, could come in handy in a situation like that. Although I have a feeling that if uh, there were some sort of a, uh, a scene like that, all of a sudden more weapons would be available in the, you know, the physical black market as well, simply because there would be a demand for it, and so people would turn up likely to supply it. Right. I started asking around via private message, do you have what it takes to arm a small uh, militia group, say 20 people? I made it clear that I needed something more powerful than what was displayed on the site. The answers poured in. I can provide Tech 9, Scorpion, AK-47, and one single Vietnam War thumper, but it's ammo costs. SMGs are less expensive and satisfy your self-protection or combat needs very well. The sound of an easy-to-conceal Soviet Scorpions can scare the most bad F out there. Uh, I'm telling you this. And this is Dave, Dave Zero Zero. Yes, responding this is to him it? responding. Okay. Um, I'm telling this for you. One single grenade of a thumper cost 50 bitcoins to me. The GL itself would be around 100 to me. So Take one your, grenade for 50 bitcoins. Right now, nine uh, bit, nine bucks per bitcoin. That's yeah, 450 dollars. Just yeah. do the easy math and say 10. Yeah. Um, and you know, right. Take your time to choose. There's no rush, but be sure your purchase is worth it. Um, so it's he goes on and it is very interesting. So yep. now this, what's also interesting about this is if this guy writing this, uh, piece at Gizmodo, was it, uh-huh. uh, if this guy's really so upset about the existence of the armory, he should have kept his mouth shut because it's articles like this is what right. made people go and find the Silk Road. Uh, some articles came out about the Silk Road like, oh, my yeah, God, there's drugs online. Gizmodo can't can't leave this alone. This is Gizmodo. They cannot leave this alone. I, I've got to say I'm disturbed by this, too. I am. I, I, I'm disturbed by the idea. But I know there's nothing I can do about it. I know that people are buying and selling weapons in real life, so the expectation that that's not going to happen online, I think that privacy online, the governments have made that happen. Governments have driven people to, uh, you know, I mean, they're shutting down websites all over the place. Uh, this, you know, the, the the mega uploads website because somebody might have put some copyrighted material on this. I mean, the governments are causing this problem. And that's what happens. You know, I don't have a problem with this at all. I like what uh, the administrator over at the Silk Road wrote in his introduction as to what the armory is. He says that here at Silk Road, we have recognized the smallest minority of all, you. 
Every person is unique, and their human rights are more important than any lofty goal, any mission, or any program. An individual's rights are the goal, are the mission, are the program. If the majority wants to ban the sale of guns on Silk Road, there is no way we're going to turn our backs on the minority who needs weaponry for self-defense. I can't disagree with that. In a lot of places, you can't get a gun legally. This would be your only option if you didn't have the black market personal connections to get them. 855-450-FREE. Your thoughts are welcome. 1-855-450-3733. Take control of the airwaves. Free Talk Live. Hey, college students. The Independent Institute in Oakland, California is putting on the Challenge of Liberty seminar this summer. You can spend a week connecting with other liberty-minded students from around the world, attending seminars with libertarian luminaries, and grappling with pressing issues facing the world's economy and its people. Go to seminar.freetalklive.com. It's $195 for the class and $300 for the room and meals at the beautiful Notre Dame de Namur University in Belmont, California. Seminar.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. We've got uh, the mobile site, the cam, all kinds of different stuff. We give it all away. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can... Throw something in the Bitcoin tip jar over at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. It's one way that you can help the show out. If you've got some Bitcoins you want to throw us, you can even give us half a Bitcoin because that's one of the cool things about Bitcoins. You can divvy them up uh, down to several decimal places uh, so you can do all that. And another way to help the show out is to become a Free Talk Live amplifier. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up for the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And what you can do there is uh, join up with the programs. Three bucks a month is all it costs, and that money is taken and invested into the show. So we can get on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So if that's valuable to you and you want some perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only podcast, forum, and more, go get the details and get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. You can use any major credit card through PayPal or Visa or MasterCard right on our website, amp.freetalklive.com. You know, before we get to the bush, uh, just a little bit more on the idea of sending things anonymously online, or dealing with the, these sites like the Silk Road or the Armory, which is the the new anonymous weapons buying site uh, put up by the folks that are running the Silk Road. Uh, you know, there was a, actually a thread on the forum uh, for the Armory where each, you know, the Silk Road and the Armory have their own forums. You can go and interact with other people who have the same interests as you, which is uh, buying things that are illegal typically <laughs> online. And apparently, uh, one guy was asking, you know, is this Dave Zero Zero, who's currently the only guy selling any kind of firearms on the site, uh, is he legit? You know, is, is he someone from from which you should buy? And one person, you know, said this dead drop thing is a terrible idea. And, you know, on further thought, it makes sense, right? Like, maybe I don't understand exactly how the dead drop works. I did pull up a Wikipedia piece here about it, but I haven't had a chance to get into it in detail. But if this guy drops off a firearm at a location and then sends you the GPS coordinates, if he is a Fed, all they have to do is monitor the location for you to come pick it up. 
that seems like a really uh, uh, dangerous uh, situation. And, you know, if you manage to get some flunky to go and pick it up for you without them knowing uh, what it was, it could put that person in serious uh, jeopardy as well. That's anyway, true. Just some thoughts. I had well, there. and you would think this guy, it doesn't have the same traffic as the Silk Road, whereas a seller on the Silk Road has a lot of feedback um, I'm sure this guy isn't selling tons and tons of weapons, so he doesn't have the same amount of feedback. There aren't tons and tons of weapons available on the site. Right. No, there's one right now. Just one, uh, one fire. It'd be line. interesting to know if people got delivered the stuff that they said they were delivered. Right. Though. Well, this is where you. Can, this is where the forum comes into handy, right? So there's one guy who claims he used uh, Dave zero zero, and he'll you know post. I want to experience. know that he's still out of jail nine months later. <laughs> right. That's what I want to know. <laughs> Well, that's one of the tri- tricky parts is nobody's going Actually, to Actually, I don't care because I don't know what I'm going to do with a law's rocket. Yeah. Nobody's going to identify themselves, though, so you'll never really be able to verify their story. I mean, it's New Hampshire. I can get all the fireworks I need. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So there's a bush in the UK that apparently has been there for many years and now faces being cut down because of the police. What yes, is this on? is from the Daily Mail. Uh, a gardener who carved a giant bush into a hand displaying a rude gesture has been ordered to remove it after being cu- accused of committing a public order offense. Richard Jackson has displayed the offensive topiary, which <laughs> shows the middle finger sign in his garden for the last eight years. Eight years. Yes. It's beautiful. It is very well manicured. It, it really is. It's a sort of a comic book uh, finger. Uh, that it has got this here. fingernail on it. So yep. if you were to this see is- it, if you were to see this picture, and we'll, we'll post the link for you a little bit later over at uh, the Free Talk Live BBS. It's more like Mickey Mouse giving the finger. I mean, it's kind of short and squat. It's cartoony. Well, and it's surrounded by other pretty bushes, too. Yeah, that could just as easily be a very tall pile of poo. Yes. Uh, it's got the it's got the fingernail carved into it though, so it really looks like a middle finger. Like yep, there's sure no mis- there's no mistaking this for anything else. I would call it whimsical. Oh, it's great! It's brilliant. The 53 year old has now been told by the council to alter it after a neighbor complained, but he has refused to comply. Mr. Jackson from Tamworth said, I was contacted by the police and they said that the council has been in touch because somebody had complained about about the bush. Apparently, one person was offended by it and the police said it was a public order offense. <laughs> I well, it is an offensive gesture. I mean, let's be clear. It's no no surprise that somebody uh, would be offended by it. The surprising thing is, is it's been there eight years. I don't intend to change it, though. I'm not a troublemaker, and I don't want to offend anyone. He's got a giant middle finger in his yard. He's not a troublemaker. I mean, isn't it obvious what his answer to this person is complaining about it is? But at the same time, it's been here for eight years, and I don't see why I should have anybody telling me what to change in my garden. Absolutely. Mr. Jackson says his neighbors are backing his pledge to keep the shrubbery. And have even started a his real neighbors, his like save his actual the bush ca- campaign, right? Because this is you had a situation like this with your couch or whatever, Wasn't my where couch. It, well, the neighbor's <laughs> couch. There was a couch; it was on your yes. property. Where an anonymous person complains, that's right. They don't have the the nerve to come to you and say, "Hey, I don't like your bush. Is there any way we could compromise or anything?" They don't even bother. They just skip that step because they're afraid of the confrontation That's right. and they just want their way and they go straight to the police and get them to do their dirty work basically. 
That's so this exactly guy, what happened. I, I do recall, I think you went around door-to-door trying to get, to, to, to get a little uh, support for your uh, crappy couch moldering on the lawn. <laughs> well, no, I just wanted to know what they thought. I mean, because I didn't even know it was there. And I, I, I will agree with that Another one of my uh, neighbors didn't know it was there either. One of the, I went to the folks across the street, the ones that were invisible distance of this, uh, this couch, and I spoke to them, and none of them seemed to care about it. They just did. Now, of course, they could lie, right? They could be lying and saying they didn't care because they were afraid to, uh, you know, afraid to... To confront me about it, and and I was there confronting them, and so I mean it wasn't a, it wasn't mean or nasty or anything like that. I was being neighborly in the way that I asked about it. But you know, you could in theory say, oh well, may, maybe they lied to you. Well, I know it wasn't them because I did end up going to trial for this, and during the trial, I asked during cross examination who it was that the complaining party was, and the judge forced the code enforcer to actually answer the question. So I ended up finding and out. It turns out it was a city bureaucrat. Yeah, right. a city worker who lives way down the street. Like, not even anywhere near visible distance of, uh, of my no. house. Right. So and this is- with whom you had had a, a disagreement with. So uh, they use their power. That's true. Uh, right. They use their, the, the power of the, the seat. So this guy did something similar where he talked to his actual neighbors, the ones presumably adjacent, living adjacent to him, and they support him. Yes, they've started a campaign, Save the Bush. He added, if everyone likes it and there's only one complaint in eight years, then I don't think it's a public offense, as the majority aren't offended. I don't Agreed. think... The police wanted to be wanted to be here as much as I wanted him here, but he did ask me if I could make alterations to it, but I won't. Good for him, and neither what should alteration. It neither I, like cutting cut off the, the finger. finger off. Not, neither should it matter if a majority is offended, because no. free speech, and I know this is in the UK, but free speech is about protecting the unpopular speech so if you want to put some sort of offensive bush in your yard or you know have a naked gnome or you know put some sort of profanity on the side of your house that should be your choice i think if you get offensive enough in your front yard it's going to get you know there's going to be a problem and i'm not going to support you in it necessarily but when you're talking about this thing this thing is uh it's whimsical and it's been there for eight years i mean i just think that it's a bush yeah so you think you think the majority should rule being the super genius no i'm just saying that you're going to have trouble i mean okay, look well, I you put a giant giant statue of a throbbing uh big one in your yard <laughs> somebody's gonna come and bash that thing down with a sledgehammer i jammer. support free speech yeah, i will uh i think that I person should do. be allowed to you, do that you think that people should have moldering couches on their front front, front no, lawns too i don't think so i think if you want to have a yard the well, neighborhood free of these things you should have a a deed restricted neighborhood I, in which you live i support free speech but i also agree with mark in that there will be social consequences to having overly offensive things but it doesn't seem to be the case with this story his neighbors seem to be in support of it. Indeed. 855-450-FREE. We can find out more about uh, that. Also, we'll take your calls as well about whatever's on your mind. If you make them, 855-450-3733. Only moments remain in uh, just moments here. 855-450-FREE. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Maybe enough time for your thoughts if you dial in at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
1-855-450-3733. Here with you, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Inviting you to the website at freetalklive.com. We've got news updates. You can get signed up and we'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live, you can follow us via email, Twitter, or Facebook. You can go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up for any of those. That's news.freetalklive.com as we go to your phone calls here. And if there's more on the uh, the Bush thing, we'll try to get to that. But I want to make sure we can get your thoughts on first. Joshua is listening in West Virginia to WVTS. Hey, Joshua. Joshua, going once. Hey, Joshua. You're on the air. Oh, we seem to be having some trouble. I noticed uh, the phone lines, because folks were calling in and kind of dropping off. Maybe we're having some technical difficulties. Uh, haven't been getting a lot of calls today. No, we have not. So there may be something going on behind the scenes. Uh, 855-450-FREE is the number here. So uh, was there more, Julia, to the story about the Bush? Um, there's only a couple sentences in here. Uh, the one part I guess I'd like to mention is because I think this is interesting. Uh, he called it a public order offense. This is the uh, what zoning guy or cop or whatever. Right. It was the police that came to them. So it says here that public order offenses cover a wide range of crimes, including riots, violent disorder, uh, violence and harassment. So to me. So having a bush that is shaped in the uh, as a middle uh, finger. Right. It's a threat. It does doesn't seem to fit in that at all so he says he's not cutting it down i support him and the comments i love to read the comments in articles and it seems that everyone is in support of this bush well that's good to know and i hope this works out for him but if it doesn't uh it would be very it would be interesting video to have him video the police coming out with some sort of a chainsaw or hedge trimmer and uh, and actually cutting this down it would just be absolutely outrageous uh, ridiculous behavior on the part of the police, and absolutely that needs to be uh, cataloged if it actually goes down like that. Yeah, it's, this is a topiary that's been there for eight years. Um, as I understand, by the way, the middle finger, this is just my understanding of it, the middle finger isn't as offensive in Great Britain as it is in the United States. Mm. I mean, it's just a gesture. It could very well mean top of the morning to you in uh, you know Bombay. Um, so, I mean, it's just a gesture. And just because somebody's offended by something doesn't mean anybody should have to change anything. Like, your paint color on your house might be offensive to me. Do I get to call the local government and complain about that? Depends where well, you live. It actually might be a pointer finger because there's only four fingers. So there's no way to even tell that it's for sure the middle finger. Is there a thumb? There's no thumb there? There, It looks like there's a thumb. There's some. There's definitely four fingers. It sure fingers. looked like a middle finger to me when, uh, when I looked at yes, it. Yes, it does look like a middle finger, but it really could be any finger. Let's go. Uh, once again, we're going to try Josh uh, here in West Virginia. Are you there, Josh? Yes, guys. Sorry about that. No worries. Go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, I was just... Uh going to bring up on a side note, you guys are talking about the middle finger. I was wondering if they might want to change the state boundary lines of West Virginia because we're shaped exactly like a middle finger. Oh, God. <laughs> West Virginia looks uh, like a middle finger? Absolutely. Look at it on the map. I don't okay. Know. Don't have the map in front of me at the moment, but... Uh, there is that little anyways. piece that's sticking up. Yeah. Anyways, guys, I, uh, I talked to you several times. I am uh, was just curious about... You were talking earlier about gun rights. Um, I wanted to know your thoughts on, you know, states passing laws uh, to nullify, like, the National Defense Authorization Act or, or you know, if there were a U.N. gun ban, what do you think the result or the fallout would be on the federal level for states doing that? I think that at some point uh, it, there's going to be a real situation between the feds and the states because states are more and more exercising the power of nullification. 
the Supreme Court's going to, because they work for the federal government, is likely to say that, uh, well, the federal government has precedent. And they've already basically said, you you know, you, now that you states have signed up to be in the uh, in the union, you can't leave. So once you have yeah. you, once you have somebody in a, a situation where they can't leave, they are your slave. And so, yeah. you know, they're going to treat the, the states like they're slaves. If the states wish to act like they are free, then they're going to have to stand up. Yeah, the, 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 there's going to be there's going to be a point of uh, contention. And I hope that that point of contention isn't something that, uh, you know, blows up into bloodshed or anything like that. But there's going to be a point where well, somebody start, tells somebody to take a long walk off a short pier. If they start coming around confiscating guns, it's only a matter of time before they get to somebody who's not willing to go. There are into people the night. out there that say, oh, my cold dead body. They say it. How many of them mean it will uh, remain. It only seen. takes a few. Yeah. Josh, thanks for the call. Yeah. Today, man. I, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm actually. I was just curious because uh, I'm actually a House of Delegates candidate down here, and uh, we were actually going over that in our party platform meeting uh, today, and we did put that in there—the nullification process. Awesome. Uh, that, you know, and uh, you know, Virginia passed that bill saying, "Hey, we're not going to comply with the National Defense Authorization Act," and we want to push to do the same here in West Virginia. Great, fantastic. What uh, what party are you involved in? Well, uh, I would like to think of myself as an independent-minded person. I, I'm definitely a freedom-loving person, but I'm. I'm running as a Republican. Uh, I've talked to you guys a couple times about it, and I'm, it's looking very much like we're going to win. It'll be the uh, first time since the, the late uh, teens or early 20s. Josh, best of luck with your won. campaign, and uh, thanks for the call turns tonight. Out. Appreciate it. Let's talk to Brian, listening in Wyoming. You're on Free Talk Live. Brian. Yeah. Hey, What's I on said one thing to say. You guys are talking about the armory. Yes, that's, correct. that's right. The online website where guns can be purchased anonymously, in theory. Yeah, Exactly, and I just want to like send send out a note to everybody, like the the, the younger people, the less experienced in America. Don't don't try to use sites like that. I mean, that that would be a federal crime. And like, really, I mean, if if you think that that you can get away with it by shipping it in smaller parts and stuff, I mean, that's really just. Well, do you know anything about these websites, these anonymous sites? Uh, yeah, I, I know enough. I got to tell you, I know. I don't think you do. I mean, Um, with all due respect, I don't think you do. Have you done your research on this? Because people are buying drugs every single day on in hundreds of uh, hundreds of people are buying drugs frequently on the site called the Silk Road, which works exactly the same as uh, the Armory, and it is very safe. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and you can get a lot stiffer sentence. I'm not. I'm saying, okay, Ian. Here, you want a challenge? Um, <laughs> I, I know you just couldn't do this on air, but I mean, you you go buy yourself a gun. I mean, you said you got an AK-47, and that's cool because how'd you buy it? Well, you I already said I went. bought from another individual here in yeah, New Hampshire. Exactly, it's entirely and, and, legal to do that. Look, obviously, I've done people that, and should I've done know that before. Too. People, it, people it, who are using it's these really sites, entirely legal. There's all kinds of ways to do it. Um, there's a website called a uh, Gun. Just just to put this out there on air. Are you still there? Yep, right here, man. But yeah, look, yeah. people I, know I mean, this I, is if illegal. If I'm allowed to put out this website, I don't work for them or anything, but it's called gunbroker.com. Okay. With it, sure. you, you can find anything on there, but but what, how, how it works is they, I mean, of course it works in the federal system. I know you still right. got to go to the That's not an anonymous website. Look, the people buying from the Silk Road, they're buying drugs from the Silk Road that are buying guns from the Armory, they know they're committing uh, a federal offense by doing this. <laughs> That's part and parcel to the whole operation. The process to get on these websites is not just going to thearmory.com. So you have to put a lot of thought and right. effort into I it. I think that the, oh, the, oh, yeah. what I'm the sure caller is saying I mean, here like, is 
be careful uh, at the be extremely yeah. extraordinarily careful. This well, isn't he something was, you he do. He was fear mongering. Okay, he's yeah, don't and, do and it. that's really if I, I could just get one more question. I just wanted to ask Mark. I mean, Mark, would you do this? Because no, I know I wouldn't. No. I mean, I'm not a felon. I can buy guns, but I got to tell you, I would not. Wyoming has very open gun laws. I would not go buy a gun from this site, and I just want to. Well, great. You don't live tale, in a jurisdiction. Okay. I you, knew you were wanting to say Brian, it, Brian. You don't live in a jurisdiction in which guns are prohibited. Congratulations. You live in Wyoming, where you can easily go and buy all manner of firearms. Some people live in a very restricted area in which maybe they still want to defend themselves with a firearm, and they should be able to do that. And this website would allow them to, if they're willing to take the risk. Of exactly. Possible. Exactly. And I just didn't think maybe that's that's all I wanted to say. Ian was like. I don't know if you talked about the risk as much as like how easy it is, and maybe wasn't and it the other thing we I wanted to say was explore some ex- explore some alternative. Like um, most people don't know, in most states, you just post a classified ad. You know, yeah, that's say, not what always gun, legal. You know, or something. And, you well, know, if people, you don't I mean, know what the laws, hold on, Brian. Uh, if you don't know what the laws are, and I can tell you, I don't. I don't know what all the laws are out there. I know I'm in New Hampshire where there aren't as many of them, thank goodness, mm-hmm. but I don't know what all of them are. If you don't know what all the laws are, how do you know by posting a classified ad that you might get in, you might not get involved or you might get involved in some sort of an illegal transaction? Uh, actually, you got me there. I don't. Right. So at least with the uh, at least with the with the you know these websites. Actually, sell- actually, actually. I mean, but, I mean, I know where I live. I know, like, if I Great. do that, I'm I glad know. that you know. But, but, but I'm t- we're like talking about said. everyone else, right? You were calling to warn everyone else because you're not worried because you live in Wyoming, but you were warning no, everybody no, else. No, but, but guess what? Guess what? Let me tell you this. This little um, interaction we just had came out with one thing: is research the laws where you live. You and can research all you want to. Correct? That doesn't mean you'll understand what they say. They're written in legalese oh, yeah, and very I hard know. to understand. Thanks, Brian, for the call. I appreciate it. You know, if we didn't make it clear, uh, when you buy things on the Armory and the Silk Road, it's illegal, likely, what you're buying. You better well, darn sure I, be sure. I'm not necessarily telling anybody that they should go and buy a gun on the Armory. I don't necessarily. I'm going to go I'm on a limb and say it. you shouldn't. I'm going to go and say that I know people who have purchased drugs on the Silk Road, and it has been a very successful process. It has gotten them drugs that are quality, uh, that is un, you know almost unmatched in the open bla- the other the, the other side of the black market, and at a decent price. So if you're willing to take those risks, these online systems lower risk, which we could talk about more. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com.